What up, everybody? It's Nate with Street Wave. Welcome back to the Crossroads Hotel for the Night Market 2.0 podcast series. Episode two, yeah, that's right, we made it. Episode two is going to be starting this evening. My guest, man, I'm even us talking before, man. I'm I'm really looking forward to this. Diving into just um, what you do and uh, what you're passionate about, man. My guest tonight, Brian Roberts from Black Pantry. What's up, man? How are you? Good, good, man. Man, I, I appreciate you. Uh, jumping on man i know that like for us planning uh another podcast series for the night market was a lot of fun and just um deciding on who we wanted to bring on and talk about what they do and why they do what they do but man after talking to you just before our podcast man i'm, I'm really glad you're here man i really am just to talk about what you do appreciate it. i'm excited i feel like i can speak freely yeah at this one and then that's what i want you to do man is like be open and as transparent as ever as ever if i can ever I, if I can talk right, I don't know what that was about. This alcohol is getting to me, I guess, a little bit too early. <laughs> um, anyway, let's dive into this. Let's get going. Uh, the Black Pantry. I I want to know what this is about and like how this started for you, bro. Um, I just saw a gap in the opportunity where people wanted to buy and support from black businesses. But, you know, like I was saying earlier, there was nobody who took the initiative to house all these brands and create an experience to where you know when people say especially from outside the culture even in our own culture what does that really mean to buy black what does it feel like to buy black what does it feel like to buy black um like yeah you can go online and you can buy this product that product when i started it was right in the middle of the pandemic so you're and it was during the holidays so your shipping time was like three to four weeks um, you know, you're paying shipping costs for an item that is like eight bucks and, you know, it just wasn't cost efficient. It wasn't timely efficient. Um, but I'm like, nobody's taking advantage of this. Like right. I see a gap in the game. Like, so me and my wife, we picked like a handful of brands that we thought, you know, for one that would work with us. We got ghosted by so many people because the way I kicked it off was like, I'm going to do pop-ups in a trailer. I'm going to build out this trailer. It's going to be a walkthrough. I can park it outside of all the businesses that I wanted to align with um, and just create a whole different experience. And the brands didn't understand what I was trying to do. Um, I had to be creative and outside the box because I just knew I don't know where I'm going with this, but there's a gap in the game. So I'm going to fill it by any means necessary. So we did it and started to take off week over week, um, started to get traction, interviews, whatnot. And then here we are, you know, actually it's like a year, two two days ago was our one year anniversary. Wow. Yeah. So Congrats, man. never That's thought huge, I'd yeah. be, you know, I've been, I had the storefront in April, opened that up. And then kind of like what we said earlier, like, it took off quicker than I can even build a brand. So now I'm kind of like backpedaling, like, okay, what do you have? What's your target market? What's your message? Who are you? How are you going to build community and everything that the Black Pantry should be embodying? So, you know, here we are one year later. Yeah. Was there uh and then that, that one year, was there, was it always just up and was it just successful success or was there, was, was there hard times? Was it, was it up and down? How, how did that, how did you cope with oh, it? Oh, it was up and down. Like that yeah. first month, I'm like, I'm about to be a millionaire. <laughs> and then two weeks or two months later, I'm like, ain't nobody walking in, you know? And it's like, then, you know, Juneteenth come and it's, it's popping again. And then, you know, then I, we had a, a July, August, September was like, I lost money and now it's starting to trend up. So it's been very up and down. 
Um, and then it's like, okay, now I'm, I'm watching the consumer that comes in and they're kind of like all over the board, right? So then as I look at that, I'm like, I'm not doing something right. And it was the brand aspect that I was missing. Yeah, I had a bunch of cool products, but I wasn't delivering a message to my specific target market to where that person that I'm trying to sell to is walking in. That person wasn't walking in. Right. You know, it was cool. Like, you know, auntie and them were coming in and they're spending, you know, 20, 30 bucks. But I think it's dope. Like somebody walking in and buying a $70 coffee table book or a $300 piece of, of art, like, you know, stuff that's really embraced as far as like the trendy culture, you know, like the millennials and the Gen Z's out there that, you know, they're building their home. Like we were saying earlier, like taking that street where like you have pride in what you have on when you step outside. But what COVID did to us is it pushes inside. So now you had to take your outdoor aesthetic and like, how do I make my house look? Mm, yeah. Right. So that's where I'm going to start taking the black pantry. Yeah. Of course, we're always going to have the pantry items because like, for example, Thanksgiving, you know, when we're sitting down at the table eating and you got this cool ass charcuterie board that you built, you know, but the trade street jam that's on there is from a black woman or the popcorn crackers that you made it with is from, you know, a black couple. So taking those little things that we kind of take for granted and bringing it into the home amongst, you know, the art. Yeah. We're going to start having pottery. I'm trying to link up with like um, streetwear so we can have like exclusive drops, mm. you know, from outside of Kansas City. Let's bring some of the streetwear that we're seeing in L.A. and New York. Um, but that's kind of the challenge is because I haven't built the brand. They don't see the brand alignment yet. Right. So right. I'm just trying to create the vision of where I'm going. Well, it's it's been kind of hard from even myself and Streetwave just still trying to be a beacon during such a a rough time economically during COVID because I ask myself every day, what can I do better mm -hmm. to just to give people what they want? And so I really cracked down on that and it like wore me, it exhausted me because I, I didn't know if I, this was the right way or not. So it was a lot of like trial and error for me yeah. to try to figure <clears throat> this out. Um, with your home aesthetics, um, do you think the same thing will happen as kind of like a trial and error? Okay, this worked. Oh, definitely. Thing. Because I have the brands that I'm pulling from are they're new to this, too. Right. So I reach out to someone who I feel like their brand aligns with where I'm trying to go. For example, um, it's called Vintage Fro. She does candles out of like little paint cans and she has like they're like branded like Jill Scott vibes and right. like just a bunch of cool stuff. Right. And she's just like really creative. You know, I reached out to her. She's like, I've only been doing this a month for my friends and family. I don't really have the capacity to do, you know, a big allotment where you work with me. And that's another dope thing about, you know, for someone new working with someone else new, you know, someone black working with another person that's black. It's like, OK, let's figure this out together. Right. So I find win wins in every avenue. If you're brand new and you can't afford to sell to me for a wholesale price, you know, like. Okay, I'll buy it to you from you full price because I believe in your brand. Yeah. Let's see if this works, and then yeah. I'll give you the feedback. And I'm sure I'm sure that's so refreshing, especially for new people that are coming into the market, artists, candle makers, whatever. Just oh yeah, like she's she's that. hype. Yeah, because she's like, okay, I'm still getting a hundred percent, right? But I'm doing like I told her, like you're undervalued. So the game that I learned, I'm kicking it to her. So we're creating a pipeline of education. Like you're selling your candles for thirteen bucks. You're, the market's telling you this is a $22 candle, mm. you know, like when you get to where you're ready and comfortable to bump your price up, because yeah. she's like, like everybody else, I don't think people will pay that much for my candle. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'll prove it to you. 
Yeah. Like, so I mark your candles are 20 bucks right now. Yeah. Well, it's hard to even like, I think, um, right now is to, to define self-worth. Like, yeah. how do we take, you know, okay, I did eight hours to make this candle. I'm just using this example. Mm-hmm. I don't really know what it takes. Um, but, and then, all right, so I spent this much to make this candle and then I need to make this much to, you know, and et cetera, et cetera. It's just, I don't, I, I don't know how that would happen. You know, I don't know how the makers do it, yeah. but I can attest to what, as far as what I'm selling, I can tell you where you are based yeah. on your brand aesthetic, well, um, the quality of your work. Right. I can tell you, okay, well, you're, you're on the low side, you're a $20 candle or you're on the high side. This is a $50 candle right yeah. here. You know, so I, I have, I'm gaining that experience. <clears throat> so now I'm just kicking you straight game and now we're going to do yeah. business together yeah. and we all, we both yeah. going to eat off of it. And education. It's huge. Man. Cause I don't huge. know everything. I'm sh- yeah. like, I'm, I'm taking losses right now as far as financially, but I see where the business is going. I see where I'm aligning it one day, eventually here in the near future, it's all going to come f- full turn and it's, oh, you yeah. know, we're going to, you know, make must make some money. I think with that gut feeling of saying like win-win in a situation, especially in a conversation like that, yo, there's nothing better than saying we're going full steam. Like, yeah, I have to create a win-win. That It makes everything better. Yeah. So when, if I'm dealing with you one-on-one and I, I took a loss so you can win and then I can win on the back end and then somebody else asks you, hey, what's it like dealing with the Black Pantry? Like, oh, he's for us. You yeah. know, he's looking for everybody to win. It's in my best interest. Yeah. So, you know, that's what I look for. Which is like definitely needed in the community aspect of everything, not just running a shop, but like as a, as an investor, as like a, a, you know, as what you do, man, is like, I I would want to love to hear like, just like, all right, man, you need to increase these prices a little bit. You know what I mean? That's just some self-esteem and, you know, self-credit to people. Yeah. I'm like, dude, you're undervaluing your work because the, the other side of it is because I'm right next to made in KC and I'm seeing what they're selling. I'm seeing the quality. I'm seeing all these different aspects of merchandise and where they're pricing their stuff. So when I get a brand new vendor, I'm like, your stuff is a, a better quality than this. And this is what they charge. Yeah. So don't be timid. Like, yeah, you might lose some of your target market, but you're going to gain people that you're trying to align with. Right. And they're going to pay what right. they want for, for the value of what you get. And your margins are going to increase. Right. And I feel like also some people like don't want to get out and look at other prices at other stores and seeing what other people are doing. Just the side of like, oh, that's all I do. Oh, yeah. I've walked well, into almost every that, single boutique store, everything in Kansas City, just seeing yeah. like, OK, this is what they're charging. This is what they're following looks like. This is how, what their setup looks like. And I got a long ways to go, but I think it's valuable looking at people you compete with, people you don't compete with. So you understand how this market is working. Yeah. Because people will pay. Yeah. And being in Kansas City where like, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of things are like in the wild, wild west aspect of like, this is just how we slang things here in the Midwest. And then when you leave the city, you see how things are done with like, you know, people that believe in other people and like confident in other people and like trust and everything that you've built towards people you work with. Mm-hmm. See that just take off because they're educating them. Yeah, you're Where building like a gap here. It's you're building a you're I could building be wrong, a, but like, no, you're building a culture and a community of not only like the vendors are being educated, I'm learning, so I'm dropping game constantly. 
I'm not going to take advantage of you. If you say this is your wholesale price and I know I can sell it at this, even though like, okay, I can get a 70% margin off this dude, but why would I want to do that? I feel like I'm robbing him. Yeah. So I'm like, hey, this is where you need to be. I'll buy it from you for, for this amount. So we'll be 50-50 yeah. because that's what it, you know, typically you're going to look at 50 to 30% margins on certain product. I want you to be a 50-50. I want you to be successful so you can continue to be in business. Right. Not only that, I'm going to throw you the alley-oop to all these other businesses that are coming in to see what it's like for a buy black experience, yeah. right? So yeah. they want to support. They have outlets to sell merchandise, so they're going to come in. How can I also sell the same merchandise, right? So now I'm giving you an alley-oop to not only the Black Pantry, but, hey, let me link you up with Made in KC. Let me link you up with Fetch. Let me link you up with all these other places where you can sell your product. Yeah. Huge, huge win-win. It's so refreshing to hear this just because like I've, I've met a lot of people, entrepreneurs, owners of just like staying in their own lane and being them all themselves and never mm -hmm. like taking a foot outside their store to see what else is going on and just mm -hmm. assuming everything else by social media. Right. You know, because we can all get so captured into that of like comparing each other. Damn, they got a new storefront. What's this about? Mm -hmm. I'm not going to sit in there, but like I'll check out all the photos. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, you need to go out and experience that so you can also not just see what the competition is, but educate yourself on things that you may have never seen before. Yeah, I'm competitive by nature, but sure. I'll walk into your store and just I'll introduce myself and I'll say, hey, I'm Brian. I run a I, I tell certain people like I'm run a boutique. Also, um, I'm just coming and check out your aesthetic. Yeah. You know, how do you do this? How do you do that? Like yeah. ask those questions, even if I don't even need that information. Like, how do you get that pot to stay on that chair without somebody knocking it over? Yeah. So I can get an understand of like every avenue. And then like I can drop that game on somebody else. Like there's so many other um, black movements like this in other cities. Um, I, you know, I'm proud to say, like, I don't think anybody is touching what I feel like the direction that I'm going. 100%. Everybody's focused on, on local. Mm -hmm. I think Local's cool and it's 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 powerful, but as far as like I'm about black people and black product and all the dope stuff that's coming out from all over the country, like why would I not want to highlight that and bring that into Kansas City? Now nobody can really compete with me. There's not one store you can walk into right. and buy seventy five percent of the stuff that I have. Right. So I have the competitive edge, but I get educated by walking into these other spaces and just asking questions. Yeah. And it's speaking of your products, there's such like a huge wide variety. And I love that from like hot sauce or the, there's like mm -hmm. three different sauces from, um, what's the, the she's Man, got, I got the, all the kind hot of stuff, chili like sauce, the, um, full of, full of flavor. Yeah. 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 Um, but that kind of goes back to like where I started. Right. is not where I want to be. So, like, there still yeah. is this, like, weird when you walk into the space, like, okay, what is he trying to do? But it's really me backpedaling and saying, okay, I have to I have to have a message behind my brand. I have to have a target market for my brand. Mm. Um, I'm going to always have those pantry items because I think it's dope because where I envision myself going with this, like, the pantry is going to be an essential part of the business. Okay. It's going to be one facet. Retail is changing, like we were talking about earlier. It's not a transaction anymore, especially for our generation, Generation Z. Like, you can buy the stuff online. Like, we're savvy enough. Like, if I want that chair, I know I can go to right. CB2.com and order it. Order right, it. Right, you know right. what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, no. it's no big deal. But where do you go to where you have a whole vibe of just, like, buying black? Like, I know that's a black chair. I know this is a black candle. I know this is a black drink, right. you know, and... 
you have like the home aesthetic, you have the pantry items, um, you have like a coffee bar, you have like a wine bar, you have like an art gallery, like all in this one space. We, we need the weed bar. Hey, <laughs> where I work, I, I have to, I had to take a break. I had to sit down on that. <laughs> but uh, I'm just fine. Oh no, nah, hey, when hey, when know. I'm able to, when I'm I'm able to leave my nine to five for this, best believe I'm in the games. So. so what are you what are you doing outside of? So my nine to five is Honeywell. And it's a it's a demanding job. I travel, right? And that brings a whole nother aspect. I have a traveling job. I got three kids. They do competitive soccer. They do MMA. Like, yeah, I'm stretched. Yeah, yeah. So you know, that's just a whole nother monster. And well, and then talking about uh the holiday tour, or you're going to be doing some dates, doing the pop up, right? Your your mobile. Yeah. So I got so with you know the the relationship I have with Made in KC, I'm gonna go to four of their different locations. Um, this weekend coming up, uh, small business Saturday, I'll be at the Plaza. I forget the sequence of the other ones, but Lee Summit, Corinth Square, and one other one. So every weekend, Saturday and Sunday, um, I'll be at a Made in KC location, which is great because people, same mindset. We want to support local. We want to support black. Um, I have like some limited drops that I do for mm-hmm. you know that customer base, but also on the flip side. Every Saturday and Sunday, I'm highlighting one black business that I personally reached out to and gave them the invite and saying, uh-huh. hey, from 12 to 3, this part of the shop is yours. Yeah. Do your thing. No vendor fees. I'm not taking a percentage. Yeah. Like, come in. I'm in the wave of traffic. People are already like, let's check out this black pantry, see what it's about. Well, while the foot traffic is coming through, like check out this other black brand that I personally think is dope or does great business or is really personable. Um, so to give everybody else an, an opportunity to, you know, be a part of the holiday shopping. So Yeah, and it's good to put people on top. I like putting people in winning positions. Oh, yeah. I've taken sure. some L's to do it. But, <laughs> you know, a lot of times it comes back, you know, yeah. that yeah. I need a favor, yeah. you know, and they say I got you. I kind of like to say the L's create the W. Yeah. Like, Turn for, it like that. Yeah. <laughs> all day man turn the I mean, mails into a win win yeah. uh with the pop-up shop um you're so you're you're going to be giving um a certain um uh person or brand like specific hours like three hours you said yeah i'm, I'm gonna do 12 to 3 at okay. the shop um and like every week every saturday it's somebody different every saturday and sunday somebody different um, I'm finding by doing this, the brands that everybody's looking for, the black brands and makers that everybody's looking for, we're kind of like hiding in the weeds. Like they only sell on Etsy or they only sell online. It's like you have no exposure. Like your brand is like a, a raindrop in the ocean when you right. jump in and say, I'm only going to do online. And that yeah. was why I did what I did last year. Everybody was jumping online because it's easy to put your product online. But it's a challenge having a voice online. Mm. Like, yeah. there's millions of products online. Yeah. Like, yeah. how do you find, like, even when you Google buy black, you're going to find, like, say, like, the top 10 are just the top marketed companies online. Like, yeah. one company that has an outlet that says, I'm going to market this person, say, the Black Pantry. Somebody else sees it. Well, I'm going to market the Black Pantry, too. So you always see the same top people. So how do you get your brand voice out there? You can't. So I'm like, well, I'm not going to play that game. I'm going to go the long route. I'm going I'm to be physical, yeah. you know, and it, and it paid out because I gave you an experience. 
not just a product. And that's what new retail is about. It's about an experience. Right. And you took that initiative to do that, man. And that's, that's just what I think for me personally speaks a lot of volume. Yeah. I just, like, it was risky. Yeah, fuck it. Let's do it. Run like, it. I, I remember I, I, I bought the trailer and I pulled it into my house and I'm like, what the hell am I doing? I called my wife and I'm literally standing there like, babe, I got like a custom built, four, it's 14 feet long, eight feet wide, seven feet high. I had it custom built. I'm like, what the hell am I doing? But, you know, it was just like God was pulling me forward every step of the way. Like I was... I was scared with everything that I do. I'm still moving scared, but I'm still moving and yeah. it's working. Yeah. The bread is kind of like parallel. It's not like I'm, I'm, I'm not making no money off of the black pantry right now. Everything that I make, I reinvest or I'm taking L's to put people in position or I'm trying to be creative with the bread because my nine to five is paying for my day to day life. So even if black pantry folded, my home life is still good. So that's the advantage that I have mm. with, you know, just the cards that I've been dealt. Yeah. So I'm a little bit more risky and I'm scared to death, but I think eventually when this really clicks, like really, really clicks, I, I'm on to something. Cause like I said, not to get long winded, but there's people doing this in, in Atlanta, there's people doing this in LA in Houston, but it don't have the same vibe. They don't have the same vision that I have. Like they're about buying black, but keeping it local and you're suffocating your possibilities. Like there's yeah. so many dope brands out yeah. there. So I get the pick of the litter. Well, and I, I try to do the same thing with Streetwave was to bring other entrepreneurs and other people from other cities on. And it like at the beginning, it just seemed like they're not like me. They don't know. And I'm like, did you listen? Did you hear? And they're like, no. And I'm like, they're doing the same thing you are just in a different city. Mm -hmm. We're trying to build. We're trying to win. Yeah. And it's, again, so refreshing just to hear someone that's believing in that and doing that because mm -hmm. that's what needs to be done here. Yeah. Like Kansas City's not probably in the best spot but like i think we got the next the next best mix together to make something out of this like yeah because i was i was just in like on business i was in nashville i'm like this city is dope like kansas city needs to step the game up but then i'm thinking like 10 years from now i see this is where kansas city's trying to go but how do black people become a part of that instead mm -hmm. of like being the victim of gentrification how do i how do i be a part of the money that's coming in here right like i want black pantry to be in a mixed um like i'm in midtown where it's like very diverse i'm right there on martini corner very diverse area right. like i'm trying to be in the wave of money because like for black brands like i built this entity like i'm ali you're as soon as you come in the black pantry you know you in the wave of bread yeah so that's where i'm trying to strategically place like when i go to black pantry number two or three or whatever next venture i go to I don't want to just be on the east side. Yeah, it feels good to be in the black community, but I want to be where the money's at. Yeah. So. I mean, like like you said, the the KC's dopest pantry on wheels, huh? Yeah. Like, that's that's just what that's, it is. That was the first thing that came to my head. Like, yeah. when, I, when I was talking to my wife, I'm like, this is the dopest pantry on wheels. I'm like, I'm going to just right. run with that. Yeah. But, you know, going with that, like, yeah, it's cool for right now, but it doesn't really grab anybody. Um, it's kind of like fun to play with, but like, like I'm branding my merchandise, like elevate black, yeah, right? Yeah. So elevate black embodies everything. Yeah. I don't care if you make candles. I don't care if you're a chef. I don't care if you're like, I work with people who like build websites and like whatever you do, like I'm, I'm about black people elevating. If you do something at a high level, you should be seen, you should be worked with, you should be paid accordingly. Right. It should be 50, 50 splits, right. unless you want to take less. Yeah. You know, if you want to give me an alley-oop so I can get to the next level, no, I'll take it. 
but I'm going to swing back and be like, hey, go work with this person, go work there with that person. Because yeah. I'm building relationships, not just with black people, but white people, Mexican people. I'm meeting developers. I'm meeting like other business owners. So as I make these connections, I'm recommending all these other black people. Which is huge because it's like missing puzzle pieces or blocks to a huge, beautiful picture or wall that is going to be indestructible. I don't know how I'm building it, but I'm just like, I have this vision. Just build, you can, you can build, build black and still be diverse, right? Right. So like I build relationships with all these different people, but I, they already know what I'm about. That's why, you know, my tagline, I switched it to elevate black. So when you come to the black pantry, like, okay, I'm dealing with a black person who is about black people and it's authentic. So I'm not putting each other. Yeah, I'm not putting people on just to check right. a box and say, "Oh, we're diverse." Right. Right. Um, I'm really about it. So, like some of the stuff, like if you come into the store, unless you know the culture or from the culture, like some of the stuff might go over your head. Like there's different pictures and stuff that people don't like. They just see, "Oh, it's a black image," but like there's meaning behind that image. Right. You don't know unless you're from the culture, and that's part of building the community, building the brand. People know, but then I'm gonna take you all these people and I'm going to put you in the best possible position where that I can put you in. So if they're rebuilding a building in crossroads and a, somebody says, Hey, I want you to come to the crossroads and have a store there. I'm there because I know that's where money's at. Mm, yeah. I don't want to, I'm not going to be a person that like, I know the money eventually will get to the East side, but I'm not ready for that right now. It's about making money, pe putting people in position where the money's coming. And then we can double back and like buy a building on the east side or something right, like that. Right. So, Damn. Got to be moving forward always. Got to. One foot in front of the other. Yeah. I don't, know. I don't have all good. the answers. I'm just moving. Yep, always, man. Yeah. I want to ask you a, a question that kind of, when I was doing my, my work and stuff on the, on the podcast that kind of spoke up to me. And as we've been talking, I, I think this really resonated with us both is, uh, what does community mean to you? Man, I mean, I guess going going back to what I was saying is like community is powerful, right? right? And building this, I have to kind of like self-reflect of because I want to build community. What is What does that look like? Um, I think that's much needed specifically in Kansas City because there's not a lot of outlets where um, black people can like congregate in a space of their own. If you go to LA, there's tons of black owned spots. Right. Um, New York, of course, Brooklyn, Harlem, excuse me, tons of black owned spots. Kansas City, not so much. And the ones that are there, to me, I like I'll just say for myself, I want to be louder. Like I want everybody to know I don't care white, black, Puerto Rican, Asian. I'm a black business that supports black people and my stuff is dope. I don't care who you are, you can come and it's you're gonna find something. Right. So but also in, in building the community aspect, like it was kind of cool when I first opened, like you had people that didn't see each other for like a year and a half because of the pandemic or they only seen each other on Instagram um, and they're bumping into each other physically in the store. And you saw relationships rekindled, bonds being made, deals being done. And that's what I want to continue to expunge on. But I don't think that my shop right now is a place like you don't frequent the black pantry. Like it's more of like a gift shop type of atmosphere where you might go only on holidays or when you want to gift 
once every three months. So the next moves is try to incorporate things that are going to bring you back on a weekly basis. Right. So we can say, hey, come to the Black Pantry. Let's have a glass of wine. Yeah. Let's have a cup of coffee. Yeah. Let's go to the gallery and check out, you know, this new, there's a show from New York that's in, you know, take some of this museum's work because they're just putting it on the walls just so they can diversify their portfolio. Yeah. But when I house it, it's going to be authentic. Yeah. A meaningful, um, meaningful. Yeah. Have so a you can come and people have a, a center of, you know, like I go to some of these coffee shops and people are working there quietly and they're doing their work but where does a creative go to step outside of their room and their studio to where they can catch a vibe and have a drink and see the art on the wall and run into some people right. that triggers an idea you know, so that's like where i want to go with the black pantry and building that community where you can have a home for you know the creative in your in your in your spaces and you know, things like that so yeah and that's vital for a community in fact like today um, at two o'clock, I'm, I'm wondering, or wandering around Crossroads trying to find a place to like do some work and stuff. I ended up going to Messenger, but I wanted to go to Parlor just because like, I didn't know they were closed on Mondays. I didn't know that either. I just totally just put a huge damper on my shit because I was like, yo, man, I'm ready to like work out my stuff down on the first floor, have a nice window to like look out and just do my stuff. And then mm-hmm. I'm going to Messenger where I'm like, I got to hear the coffee grind. But here I am complaining about first world things, but... <laughs> no, but that, space means everything. It for means a your environment. And yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like another aspect of Black Pantry is like I'm coming from a new generation where like having Malcolm X and Martin Luther King and, you know, Asada Shakur and like, yeah, that's cool. That's our history. But there's so many people that are alive right now that are paving the way and setting the tone. Like yeah. I want to be in a coffee shop for yeah. speaking on coffee shops where I'm trying to like figure out what's my next move on this podcast and I kick back and I see an image of Jay-Z and that's it. I remember a line in Jay-Z song that right. he said whoop de whoop de whoop and now I got an idea spark. Yep, yep. You know, it's hard to do that in your traditional coffee space. Yeah. You know, it's when, like I'm going to hear people talk murmuring the whole time and then like which is, you know, some people enjoy that murmuring but like I'm trying to get shit done and yeah. I need to be inspired and I'm I mean, it's cool to watch people make bread, but like that doesn't really inspire me to just go home and make some sourdough bread for myself. But right. like, yeah, a space where I can be fully inspired by the objects around me would be so healthy for my like for what I do. And that's why I think like the direction I want to go with the Black Pantry is being able to offer, you know, the books, the art, the candles, because right. it comes from your people and it's easy yeah. to align and those thoughts get triggered because right. you can say, I remember this smell. Yeah. It smells like my grandma's house, yep. you know, just for an example. Oh, you know what? I, I got it. Here's an idea, yep. you know? Yeah. And it can be like the smallest things like you just mentioned that can really spark for creatives that just a roll off of like a, like for me, like a new series or new shows or whatever, just based off of a smell of a candle. Yeah. If you're, if your environment doesn't, doesn't mimic where you're going, like, you know, yeah. you're like an animal in the zoo. You're- yep. And that's what I'm trying to do in my place right now is like, I don't have a couch or a coffee table. <laughs> Bear with me. Um, I have two stools that I can set up my bar, which is nice, but like not having that couch and coffee table, man, which just really dampers my vibe. Like, and the fact that like sometimes I just don't go in my living room at all because I'm like I can't deal with it today. Yeah, it's just this is not. Yeah, space is is important, and I think everybody's learning that, you yeah. know, due to the p- pandemic. Yeah. yeah, like when if you were like in your early 20s and you always outside running the streets, you didn't really care about what your house looked like. Right. I go to work, I shower, I'm out the door. Right. But now you can't go nowhere. Yeah. Now you're like, well, shit, 
I ain't had a couch. Like, let me get a couch. Yeah. Like, all right, well, a coffee table. I didn't know people were doing coffee right. tables. Okay, right. now I got a coffee table. Right. Let me throw some books on it, yep. you know? And people start to have this home aesthetic um, that tries to mirror, like, who they are. Yeah. So those are the products that I want to sell. Like, let's make black products a daily thing. Yeah. Hell yeah. Let's take it to another level, man. I feel that. How excited are you about the night market? Oh, I'm juiced, man. What what can we expect? What are we looking for? Like like I said, the first one, I was like, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know how to set up. I didn't know what to do. And then I got in here and the energy was like, as soon as you walked in the door, like all the vendors had energy. I'm like, this shit about to be dope. Then the music started kicking in. The lights dim. People started walking through. Drinks were flowing. I'm like. The possibility of this thing can be off the charts. Yeah. So immediately I was like, when's the next one? I think I even sent an email and I didn't even say who I was. I was like, hey, when's the next uh, KC Black Market, uh, Night Market? But um, and then when it came back around, I'm like, OK, I, I want to do something that's a little bit different. And then I got the offer to be an anchor. I'm like, OK, I got to show out. Yeah. Like I can't have like the regular, regular. Yeah. And then Complex Con came and I started seeing what they were doing. I'm like. A booth and I was seeing how creative they were I'm like I know exactly where I want to go with this and like we talked about I want to I'm gonna kind of dumb down I think on like the pantry products like yeah that that's cool it's off the offerings are cool but you know I want to sell like the dope stuff like yeah. I want to start painting the vision of what the black pantry is going to become because I'm the market that's going to be here, like the target market is going to be here is the people I'm trying to align with, regardless of what color you are. Like people who are on some some floss, like, you know, like the ambiance, the drinks, like the millennials, Gen Z's, like Kansas City hasn't seen anything like this. Yeah. Like, so I'm juiced. So I'm trying. I don't know how I'm going to pull it off. Like I said, like th- everything I'm doing is new. Everything I'm doing is trial by error. I might miss, but whatever. I'm going to yeah. try it. Big hopes. Hey, I dream big, big. Yeah. Oh, always, man. Um, so Instagram. The Black, Black Pantry. Pantry. Yeah, yeah. The Location. Black Pantry. 31st and Oak, right there in the center of Martini Corner. Yeah. I always tell people ne- next to Made in KC, because they actually anchor the corner, so you'll see their sign, and I'm like, on Oak. like, But it's in the same spot. Okay. okay. And then you got your holiday tour with the pop-up shop. Yep. Starting this weekend. Yeah, I'll be at the at plaza. The, the plaza one. I'll, and I don't know the rest of the dates or the sequence no, of okay. it, but it's Corinth, Briarcliff, and Lee Summit. Hell yeah, man. I appreciate you coming on tonight, man. Thank Love you for it. your time, bro. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm, I'm stoked for the night market. And listeners, if, if you're not doing anything on December 2nd, on Thursday, you should be here at the Crossroads Hotel. It's going to be from 7 to 11. Uh, their Instagram is going to be at KC Night Market. Go check that out. Also, while you're there, do at Street Wave. Uh, you know what I'm about. You know that we're on 10 different apps. You can get us on Spotify, Apple, and then so many others. So check out the next episodes that are coming out in the next couple weeks. Um, we got a lot cooking up here at the Crossroads Hotel. Uh, this is Nate with Street Wave, and we out.